Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a rule that's been out there. I think a lot of people have heard it, and it's called the 4% rule. Yeah, this is used in income distribution when you get to retirement. So we're going to talk about that from the standpoint of what you're planning, where you're putting your money today, and also think about it long-term when you start Mm -hmm. to distribute it, what's the strategy for that? But before we dive into that, Mr. Collins, what are we drinking today? Uh, Today, we're drinking an amber ale from Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt is a brewery up in Everett, Washington, Uh, 5.1% alcohol, and uh, it's a, a typical amber, not a whole lot of IBUs, just 25 I enjoyed Scuttlebutt. Uh, I go up there quite often. This isn't my favorite of theirs. However, this is a pretty solid amber. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy ambers. This is it's just a good solid beer. Yeah, it's got uh, you know a little bit of bitterness that you expect to have in that in the, in the amber. A little bit of bite at the end. I'm trying to do some another taste in there that I'm trying to figure out. I can't put my word my I can't find the words for it, but uh, it's got about brewery, right? Solid, solid uh, brewery that uh, you want to check out and Everett. And if you have not tried their beers, try it out. As we've mentioned, this one is the Amber Ale, always a solid go-to. Yeah, they've got a, a good good series of beers up there, and uh, the brewery's right down there on the water. So let's jump into the topic at hand here, Alex. So you know. I hear, or I hear, I see uh, in the media all the time, what is the 4% rule or does the 4% rule still work or like, or some combination or some version of that question. And sometimes they do a good job of explaining what the rule is and sometimes they don't. Um, so why don't we, why don't we simplify it for everyone here? Sure. So the 4% rule says that you can take of your account balance on an annual basis plus inflation without fear of running out of money. And, uh, you know, one of the podcasts that we've done earlier, uh, the interview with Dr. Wade Fow, we kind of dug into this a bit, but uh, um, that was about a year ago that we did that. Um, And it it was something where there's a, a large debate over whether it's 4% or like I've heard some people say as high as five. Um, I've heard other people, you know, say as low as two, two and a half. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like, okay, what are you accepting as your risk for running out of money? Yeah. I mean, essentially, right. The, the rule is based on a interest only kind of approach to distribution of your money, meaning you get to retirement, you've got a million dollar nest egg, you're going to just scrape the interest off the top to live on. Because most of the time when we get to retirement, if we're talking about like a, a traditional couple, right? It's not just one life that the money has to last for, it's two lives. And so they're worried about outliving their money. So they're trying to figure out how much can they take. So they normally just kind of scrape the interest off the top of the nest egg. Well, that's scraping, you know, when you get to retirement, do you keep the same risk allocation as what you were when you were 30? Most, Probably not. Most likely not. So because of that, obviously rate of return comes down. 
So there's different aspects of that. So that's where this rule came from is, okay, what is that interest only scraping, which came down to 4%. And the, the, like why a consistent percentage is because if the market goes down, there's no income. So you can't scrape anything. If you're in retirement, you're not going to put back the negative rate of return. And so the, the whole goal behind this was to create a systematic approach to taking an income out of a variable asset. Yeah. And to take that one step further, you know, you mentioned our interview with Dr. Wade Fowl, which by the way, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and check that out. Um, but it really Dr. Wade Fowl was talk, talking into where bonds have been the last you know, two decades Right. And right, and the interest rates on bonds haven't been what they had been the prior two decades. And so the concern is if you've got that traditional like 60-40 allocation or maybe 50-50, meaning 60% stocks and 40% bonds or 50-50, well, the bonds aren't getting you the same type of yield or interest rate that they once were. Does that drive down how much money you can actually take off the top? And so many variables go into that, right? If you retired in the last two decades, you know maybe that does have an effect, although the stock market has done re- relatively well. Now, if you retired in the year 2000, different story versus if you retired in the year 2014. Yeah. And the, trying to create a systematic distribution method for a variable asset and multiple variable assets at that is one of the more challenging things to try and accomplish. Um, to your point right now, the 10-year treasury is, as of today, yielding all of 1.62, you know, which means that you're like, barely getting anything in the way of a return from a good portion of your portfolio. You know, If you're using the traditional 60% stocks, 40% bond you know, portfolio, the good news is, is the equity piece thus far over the last decade or so has definitely been carrying that bond yield um, on its back. Uh, the, the, the issue is, is that now we, with bond yields being so incredibly low, there's a, an interest rate risk. And then also with what we've seen in the equity market, the question becomes, will that continue and how much risk do uh, retirees really want to take and things of that nature? This is the most common planning uh, strategy that we see out there. It tends to be that interest only uh, type of approach, which right, every strategy has its pros and cons, right? You've already mentioned the big con around the interest rate environment that's going on, right? Uh, the, the other aspect of this 4% rule that's often not spoken about is they don't typically include taxation. They don't typically include legacy, Right. right. So th- th- there's variables that while this rule is a, 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 I guess, somewhere to start when you're looking at how much you want to distribute, but depending on the individual person, they might have different goals, which changes if this rule affects you or not. Yeah. One, the, one of the biggest benefits of this is it's really relatively easy to calculate and it's a, a good rule of thumb as like, okay, what is a safe withdrawal rate? Uh, okay, so if we've got a hundred thousand dollar investment portfolio, we can take four thousand dollars a year without too much risk of that portfolio falling apart. 
Yeah, so something to think about here, and the reason we're bringing this up in the episode is we realize that most of our listeners are not uh, of the retirement age, but we always have spoken about thinking with the end in mind. And this interest rate only approach is that traditional approach where all of your money is still kind of in the stock market and you're scraping that interest. Like that's what this approach is. Well, and when this when this approach became popularized was the late 80s, early 90s, and we were in a significantly different interest rate environment and a sig- significantly different investing environment at that time period. So I think it's a good thing. It's a good way to look at it from the standpoint of, okay, and it's overly simplistic. So please don't take this and say, Ryan and Alex said this, like it's overly <laughs> simplistic. But if you're, if you're wondering, okay, where you're at, where are you at in terms of saving for retirement? For every million dollars of say, that you've got with this type of an approach of distribution, it kicks off 40 grand, right? So if you're wanting $160,000 a year in retirement, you would need 4 million in this approach, right? Now, there's other approaches out there, but again, for a basis of where, where are you standing today and are you saving enough money? It's a great way to look at it from that standpoint to see, okay, all you are, are you on the right path? Yeah. And, and from there, we can get into a little bit more of the complex alternatives of how do we create an income? Um, and that'll be one of the topics that we cover in a future podcast here is what are the alternatives to the 4% rule? Absolutely. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is, now that you know a little bit more about the 4% rule, how does that have you think differently about your money today? So head over to beardmoney.com. Actually, I'm sorry, beardmoney.net. And at the bottom of that page, there's a spot for you to answer that question or engage with us from, with any other questions that you might have. We do these episodes to be a resource for you to have you think differently about your money. So please check that out and share this if you got any value out of it. We hope this episode was specifically valuable. And as always, Alex. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burklow, AR Insurance License number 1531912. CA Insurance License 
number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Number 2021-130373, expiration November 2023.